Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jesse Duplantis. And I'm Kathy Duplantis, who are right here again, ready to chat away. On the boardroom chats. Hallelujah. <laughs> what a blessing of the Lord it is. I hope you're having a wonderful day. We are. And God's going to do some great and glorious things today, because this is the day the Lord hath made. Yeah, yeah. The Bible said we shall rejoice and, and it, be glad in it. That's right. And it's a brand new year, 2021. 21. Praise Happy the Lord. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to everybody. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want you to go with me today, if you have a Bible or an iPad or a phone, however you... Uh, Read the scripture to the book of 1 John, chapter 5 and chapter 4. I want to read a couple of scriptures there. Got up this morning and had a little night. Well, I wouldn't call heaven this. That's too strong of a word. But something was disturbed, and, and it wasn't with me. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything I'm doing is fine. Everything's great. But then I realized that it seemed like the body of Christ has really been in a struggle all this time, you know, between, especially about, a, you know, everybody's trying to hear what prophets got to say. And mm -hmm. I believe in the prophets, don't misunderstand me. Sure. But I'm, what I'm talking about, man, I, sometimes I think sometimes people are, sometimes prophets are competing against each other. See who can come up with the best one. I'm not being critical here. I'm being truthful. <laughs> that kind of stuff. And sometimes I felt like a little heaviness on, on, on the body of Christ. I said, and I said, Lord, what is that? He said, it's a heaviness on the body of Christ because, you see, it's not your job to change this nation. Mm -hmm. That's God's job, see. Mm -hmm. It's your job to vote. It's your job to do whatever you're supposed to do. And God's going to put in who he wants to put in. And if people disobey and, and do things, then somebody else will get in there and things of that nature. And sometimes we learn more by trouble than we do by just believing God's word. And that's sad to say that, but it's so true, you know. Well, why do you have to go into a ditch to know not to drive into a ditch. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Those kind of things. But I want to give you some encouragement today. Uh, John Hagee, many, many years ago, called me the apostle of joy. You think I'm full of joy? Of course. <laughs> well, I believe I am. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. But John, you know, if anybody can write on something like this, the apostle John can't. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, he was exiled to the Isle of Patmos. They throwed him in a barrel of oil and tried to boil him alive, everything you could think of, and he just survived it all. Mm -hmm. And look some of the words that he said, and I want to I read this first. First, got to read 1 John chapter 4, verse 15. We started over here. It said, Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. In other words, it's not a visitation. It's a habitation. See, you right. got to understand that. Right. God inhabits those. He's yeah. not just, you're not just coming up and saying, hello, I thought I'd come talk to you today. Yeah, and you know, I love to do the Amplified. Can I tell you what yeah. it's, I just noticed it for the first time really in the law. I'll usually read that in the King James as well, but listen to it in the Amplified. Okay. It says, anyone who confesses, and, in, and after confesses, it has a parenthesis. It says, acknowledges and owns. Praise the Lord. Owns. You've got to take ownership of Amen. it. Amen. I mean, you've preached on that too. That Jesus is the Son of God. God abides, lives, makes his home in him, and he abides, lives, and makes his home in God. Well, if you're going to have the joy of the Lord, the Lord has got to be, he has to make his home inside yeah. of you. Not That's just right. on Sunday morning, but yeah. every morning, every day. Let me go back to what I was saying. I don't want people to think that I'm against prophets and I'm not. But I find out sometimes, that, you know, people are trying, sometimes people will tell you what you want to hear, and the Lord ain't said nothing about that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. You see what I'm saying? And God is, and your people have been calling me and saying, Jesse, you don't seem to worry about nothing. I don't. Mm -hmm. I could care less. It doesn't make a lick of difference what they do, but it makes all the difference what we do. And that's what I mean by that, because the Bible says occupy telegram. So it didn't make no difference if it's good times, bad times. Jesus is still coming. It doesn't make no That ain't changing any of that whatsoever at all. Right. Now, I want to go to 1 John chapter 5, and I want to start reading, bless God, with verse 2. It says, by this we know that we love the... 
that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments, not his suggestions, but commandments. Now, verse three is really a powerful one. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. I find a lot of times people, uh, they grieve at some of the things that God says when they should be happy that he said something. Right. You see what I'm saying? It's not <laughs> grievous to believe in the word of God. Why would you feel grieved in believing in, in prosperity? Or some people say that's like when God said, I'll bless you in the city, I'll bless you in the field, I'll bless you going in, I'll bless you going out. He said, go do the work that I do and greater than these shall you do. And all he said, whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. I mean, these are all great promises of God. Yet some people get grieved over that, mm-hmm. which makes no sense. But here's where I want to get to, and that is in verse 4. Now, this is, should make you happy. This is a man that my God shouldn't be writing this because he's had hell all his life. You <laughs> see what I'm saying? But he says this, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Well, I'm, are you born of God? I'm born of God. I'm born of it. I've overcome the world. <laughs> I don't care what they're doing. See, that's why I have this peace in my life. I've overcome. I'm not becoming. I've overcome. There's a vast right. difference between being becoming and overcoming. Now, watch that. It says, for whatsoever is born of God, and that's me and you if you're born again, overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. That's right. Now, I love faith. Faith is the thread of the fabric of God's clothes. Do you understand what I'm saying? So since I've overcome instead of become, and the victory is my faith, then my God, I don't care what everybody says. Mm-hmm. You see, some people are worried about Israel getting attacked. Let me make this announcement. They're going to get attacked. That's in the scripture. They're going to come against them, and then God going to show up and show out. And they ain't never met when God is angry. He said, all these people will try to come again. Oh, God's going to protect that nation no matter what. You know, we're so worried today about, oh, Jesus. You know, if America walks away from Israel, what's going to happen? Let me help you. Nothing. Not a thing because God's going to protect that nation. You see? Why? Because he said it. And he says, my covenant will I not break. We said that last week. Now, alter the thing that goes out of my lips. He said, my word shall not return unto me void. So what he says, he will do. Now, a lot of times the reason why we go through trouble because we disobey. But right. it's sad to say a lot of people have to learn things through disobedience when they ought to just obey and understand what God is saying. Yeah. So this is the victory that overcometh the world. So I want the body of Christ that's watching it. I just lift yourself up and shout. Go have a good time. Go eat something fattening. Or do something. <laughs> okay. Enjoy yourself. My God, no. We're in the world. We're not of it. I know all that stuff is around us. You know, people say, but Jesse don't seem to be worried about the COVID. Why should I be worried about the COVID? Yeah, Jesse, you know. Watch, I don't worry about that kind of stuff. No. We have to trust in God no matter sure. what happens day to day. That's Amen. where we get our peace. That's where yeah. we get our victory. Because we're overcomers. Now, you see the Bible. I've said this before. i got to say this again. Two gifts that God gave us that a lot of people don't realize. One is, he says, my peace I leave with you. Now, that's Jesus' peace. That's God. So there's three types of peace. The peace of God, the peace from God, and the peace with God. Now, here's the other thing. He says, he gives you another gift called rest. He says, enter into the rest. But the problem with a lot of people is they want the rest to enter into them. They're waiting for God to just drop a whole boatload of rest on. It don't work that way. You enter into the rest. The rest doesn't enter into you. You have to enter into it. How do you do it? Do that by overcoming the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith. That's why I talk so much about faith, because it's impossible to please God without it. That's why God said, whosoever should confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives, habitates, dwells, makes his home 
mm-hmm. inside of you. You know, <laughs> I have to say, I understand why so many Christian people get depressed all the time. I mean, has God written a room inside of them or something? <laughs> you know, no, no. He make his home in you. That doesn't mean trouble don't come. Ladies and gentlemen, we have trouble at our ministry. We have people that's always mad about something somewhere, whatever. But I expect that. I expect the, the heathen world of sin not to like me. Because, and when I try to talk to them about this, they're not going to understand it. Because God said that they, they can't understand it. Mm-hmm. They cannot because they're spiritually dead instead of being spiritually alive. And when you understand that, that's God's word. So whatsoever is born of God, are you born of God? I believe you are. Are you born of God? I'm born of God. Are you are overcoming you, are the world? You yes, I am. Glory <laughs> to God. God. So, and the joy of the Lord is my strength. That's right. So if I want more strength, I develop more joy. How I do that? This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. You see, so don't try to convince people they're not born again, for the natural man receiveth not the things of God. Mm-hmm. Because they're foolishness in them, neither can he know them. Watch it. And I don't believe know them because they're spiritually discerned. Mm-hmm. We spirits housed in a soul and clothed in a body. So what, see, when people send us these wonderful testimonies from all over watching this, that's because they're overcoming instead of becoming. So yeah. they want to write and give God glory. Do you know that sometimes the Christian church gets mad when you give God glory about something? Mm-hmm. Spiritual, physical, or financial. Yeah. I don't understand that at all. If you're blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed going in, blessed going out, why would you criticize that? Mm-hmm. If, I mean, you know, by his stripes you were healed. Well, healing not for the day. People mad because some people got healed. <laughs> Good Lord. Man. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the reason why I live and I have this joy that's in my life and the reason why people recognize it, like, you know, Brother John Hagee was a phenomenal friend, phenomenal man of God. He, he recognizes that joy. Why? Because I've already overcome. I'm not trying to become. I'm not trying to go through it. I done went through it. So though I walk through the valley of the shadow, I know I done went through that. Been there, done that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't go back. I don't turn back. See? And, you know, I believe that both of us are this way. We're convinced that no matter what happens day to day, God is going to cause us to, to rise above it above and be it. victorious because we have faith in what his word has already said. I remember a phrase your brother used to always tell you. He said, Jesse, you could fall in an outhouse and you come out smelling <laughs> like a rose. Yeah, he's in heaven. That's Wayne. <laughs> Wayne, said, my brother, my, I, Wayne used to say, boy, Jesse, look at I said, hey, look at no, I'm blessed. I, yeah, that's that's right. Right. Look that's right. is, uh, is of the world, but blessed of God. He yeah. said, you can fall in out house, come out smelling like a rose. You see, it's how you look at it. You can look at this glass. Is it half empty? Is it half full? Yeah. Well, most of people say, well, bless God, let me drink a little bit. That's half empty. As far as I'm concerned, it'll always be half full. It's right. just how you look at it. See, you understand? Know it's how you look at things. So I determine what's going to happen. I don't, you know, Jody said this many times. She said, boy, dad, everything you touch just seemed to prosper. And I say this all the time. And I've told her that. You've heard me say it. I create my world, and then I walk in it. I don't wait for the world to be created uh, around me. You know, you get on the news media, okay, that's what's going to happen. And I tell you, we're going to go through this, and we're going go, to be full of socialism. See, they're trying to create a world in you. Uh-uh. Just throw up the shield of faith and create your own world and walk in that shield. Walk right. in that environment, you see right. what I'm saying, that God has given each and every one of it's us, true. you see. But if you're willing, if you're not willing, then my God, everything, ABC, CBS, NBC, MSNBC, Fox, CNN, they, they try to create your world. But they're not going to create my world. No. They tried to get me depressed. They tried to attack me. Well, they did attack me many, many years ago. They tried to make me go in their world. I, 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 give a I don't do that. 
Uh-uh, why? Because I create my world with the shield of faith around me. And this is the victory that overcomes. I like the word victory. Yeah. It's V-I-C-T-O-R-Y. <laughs> but a lot of people, they don't understand what victory is. They think, well, maybe sometime or something. No, no. It can be every day. That's what God is saying here. But whatsoever is born of God. So if you start to feel a little down, talk to you. Go look at yourself in the mirror and say, are oh, you born again, boy? Are yeah. oh, you born again, woman? Oh, you born again? And you answer yourself out loud so your mind can hear what your mouth is saying. And if you say yes, it's saying this is the victory that overcometh the world. Even my faith, I'm an overcomer. And God's going to minister greatly. Say something. I'm That's so you true. You let me preach here. Well, no, look, I'm enjoying it. You know, I've been reading the book of Job right now because I started the Bible through the year again. And somehow they start me in the old, a little bit in Genesis. Then I stepped up into Job for a while because it's the oldest sure. book in the Bible. And I, while you were talking about that, I was remembering a verse uh, that I read uh, yesterday, I think it was, where Job said, what I feared the most has come upon me. Yeah. You know, he had a devast. He was the richest man in the East, of course. So the enemy, the devil was sure, looking at him. And there was this, everybody knows about the troubles of Job. But, you know, it was a nine-month period. And right. he came back better than before. The Bible double. says that he had double yeah. of what he had before. So even when attacks come, even if we don't understand it. Uh, now, I've got to say, uh, probably the worst nine months you ever had in your of life. Of course. And you got everybody around, three friends. How would you like to have three friends come to your house, look at you for seven days, and don't say one word? Mm -hmm. That's what happened to Job. Just look at it. Finally. When they did say something, they said, what you did wrong? <laughs> what you do? Now, I don't need them kind of friends. Stay home. No. <laughs> don't come over. You understand what I'm saying? That's the craziest thing. No, we then need... you got a wife that's saying, cuss God and die. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, they've lost their children and all kinds of different things. And, and, he's, and he's he covered know. with boils you, and so You know, he didn't even know that the devil existed. He didn't realize the well, warfare I... that was going on. Oh, yeah. See, back then... The people, everything was bad God did. Everything was good God did. Mm -hmm. They didn't know. But Jesus, I mean, my God, he, he showed you a little slew, slew foot, whatever he called him, a Lucifer, whatever. He said, that this is adversary. the adversary. Yeah, that adversary. See what I'm saying? You got to understand that. That's God's word. So next time you begin to feel the heebie-jeebies, we call it in South Louisiana, <laughs> where you kind of want to feel down, oh, go look at yourself in the mirror and say, out of 7.7 billion people on the planet Earth, I've given my life to God. Yeah, I the greatest choose. he was in me. And yeah. I choose uh -huh. to be happy in the midst of sad situations. Choose life. I choose choose life. That's, that's what it's all about. So when you understand what we're saying here, that's God's word. Mm -hmm. So that's why I am the way I am. People think I done lost my mind a lot of times. And I have. I really have lost my <laughs> mind. Why? Because I have received the mind of Christ. Right. And when you understand that. That's the mind of the anointed one and his anointing. That's so right. that's what I'm talking about there. You see, so every day I get up in the morning, I say, hello, Jesus. He say, hi, Jesse. And we start the day off together. I do what we call a morning devotion in my own self. A lot of times I'm on my treadmill when I'm doing it or whatever. And as, and, and as God speaks it to me. And, but, boy, I got up this morning and I kind of felt, I said, there ain't nothing wrong with me. Hey, then I realized. I, and, you know, I should feel that because we're one body made up of many members. Right, right. You know what I mean? It's like a mama. I noticed something about mothers. Most dads don't get this at all. <laughs> but a mama can sense when a child's starting to feel bad before the kid does. Mm -hmm. the, the child begins to change just a little bit. They don't know what it is, but a mama knows immediately. See, a father, he don't know. You know, he just, what's the matter with you, boy? <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. But mothers pick up on those kind of things. Well, let me tell you something. God's word is true, and he gave us something called victory. And what? And the only way we get it, and this is the victory that overcome, is by 
increasing our faith. Now, how do we increase our faith? What you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. What you, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When you turn us on on Faith the Facts or uh, YouTube or, uh, uh, you know, uh, whatever, uh, boardroom chats or a website, a website, a television broadcast, television broadcast on the <laughs> Sunday morning service. Mm-hmm. Your faith is not only being strengthened, it's being increased. Mm-hmm. Now, watch it. When it's being increased, that means victory is coming in every area of your life. Mm-hmm. And you're going to hear people say, well, I tried that. Try Don't get nothing done. You're not trying to watch this. You are. You understand what I'm saying? You don't try to do things. You do. You see what I'm saying? So when you understand what God is doing, and of all people to write something like this with this man, John. See, think about being lonely on the Isle of Patmos. But that devil messed up. The devil messed up so much with the apostles. Because when he throwed Paul in jail, gave him time to write letters. <laughs> and wrote most of two-thirds of the New Testament. Do you realize that, that really, if you want to think, how would you like to define the New Testament? Other than Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all the other ones are correspondence. Mm-hmm. Simple correspondence. Letters to the churches, letters to the correspondence. Now, if the devil would have left Paul alone, he wouldn't have enough time to write him because he was traveling from city to city, just preaching all the time. You see what I'm saying? Can I read a scripture that he actually wrote from prison to the church at Philippi, which was his partners? Paul wrote this, like you were just talking about him. But I read the scripture earlier today, uh, and it's in Philippians chapter 1. Uh, and he's talking to them about how to conduct their lives, and he's right. writing to them from prison. So it's two verses. Um, uh, the, uh, 20, the second one is the most powerful, but it starts with, in the Amplified, it says, Only be sure as citizens, so to conduct, conduct yourselves, so that your manner of life will be worthy of the good news, the gospel of Christ, mm. so that whether I do come and see you or am absent, I may hear this of you. That you are standing firm and united Ooh, spirit and purpose, striving side by side and contending with a single mind for the faith, Hallelujah. the glad tidings of the gospel. And this verse is the verse is so powerful. It says, and do not for a moment be frightened or intimidated in anything on, by your opponents and adversaries. For such consistency and fearlessness will be a clear sign, a proof and a seal to them of their impending destruction, but a sure token and evidence of your deliverance and salvation and that from God. And that's that is so powerful. And here what he's writing it is- from prison. So don't worry about how things look. You know, when you're standing firm in faith and confident, it's a sign to the devil that his days are numbered and that you are a victorious. Now he's saying one. that from jail. Mm-hmm. He said, though I'm bound with this chain, the word of God's not bound. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Okay, let's just cut to the chase. Some of you hate Democrats with a passion. But when you say Democrat, you just want to spit. Okay. Some of you hate the Republican, you want to spit. But let me tell you something. There's another word you ought to look at. It's called Americans. Mm-hmm. We're in one country, yet we're so divided. Why should we be divided? Okay, we can agree to disagree, but we shouldn't be attacking each other. Exactly. You know, I heard a congressman say, my, my colleagues on the other side of the aisle. That struck me. My colleagues. I said, we well, are certainly not acting like colleagues. So since they're colleagues, and everybody's going to have different ideologies and different ways of thinking, but that's what it's all, that's what the founding father said. Let's come together and, um, you know, and, and, and try to work these things out. Actually, God started that. He said, iron sharpeneth iron. Mm-hmm. In other words, you know, sometimes Kathy says some things I just don't want to hear, that I don't want to believe in, that I think she's <laughs> totally wrong, and most of the time I'm right. <laughs> but, you know, we come together. Right. We come together. The other day we did something for 
a friend of ours whose daughter's getting married, and I told him, uh, we were just having a little fun, me and Kathy, and I said, a good marriage is, and I just got behind her, I said, I got her back. And then all of a sudden, I got in front of her, and she had my back. See, you see, you learn to share each other's interests. Mm -hmm. If you're on a great marriage, you got to you got to share each other's interests. You see, there's gonna be some things your wife gonna do, want you to do, you don't want to do it, and there's gonna be some things that your husband wants you to do, you don't want to do it neither. But if you come together in the unity, not uniformity, but in the unity, watch this of the faith, mm -hmm. because this is the victory that overcometh the world, yeah. even our faith. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's what John is saying. Now, John is writing letters from the Isle of Patmos. You got Paul writing letters from in, uh, inside a prison. You got Peter. And my God, you know, and I call them the three uh, uh, teaching apostles. Right. That's John, Peter, mm -hmm. Paul. Paul. Now, but there are also other letters. Jude. Matthew. Yeah, well, well no, that's, that's the gospel. gospel. See, Jude, see, that's the gospel. <laughs> Hallelujah. But it's still see, a good thing. Oh, the gospel, that's the good news. A lot news. of good yes. stuff in there. <laughs> right, but I mean, dealing with most of them, it correspondence. You uh -huh. see what I'm saying? And when you understand, okay, when you write us, you are corresponding with us. When you ask us to pray for you, you are corresponding with us. When God says, I want to bless you in the city, bless you in the field, bless you going in, bless you going out, what is God doing? He's corresponding with you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean... <laughs> When the COVID thing hit in 2020, everybody looked at me, why is Jesse happy? Because I already seen the end result. Now, I don't want nobody to die by, by no means. But you know, when man gets involved thinking that they know what they're doing, and you know, and I got to thinking, what have they done that's actually right? Everything they told you to do, put the mask on, and, and the virus got worse. Uh, say six foot apart, and the virus got worse. Now, why is it now they're coming up with news thing? Got a new virus. Oh, geez, did they have a baby? <laughs> you know, did the virus have a baby? You know, oh, God, it's mutated. It's, it's always this. See, why don't we just believe in this immune system of our bodies? And like I say, if you don't feel safe going somewhere, you're not going to go. You see what I'm saying? All of a sudden, they begin to uh, infringe upon people's rights. And then all of a sudden, now what, people, I heard a person tell me that last night, they can't get over the crime. People are leaving major cities because of crime, because nobody will do nothing about it. I saw this, and I don't mean to be critical, to be truthful. And I've never been to Times Square on New Year's Eve, but I've seen it on television. Mm -hmm. It looked like there's a million people. I don't know if maybe there is. I don't know. But uh, I think the mayor, whatever his name is there in New York, said none of y'all can come. Then they see him and his wife in Times Square dancing. Look. You have a little sense. If you're demanding somebody to do something, the least you should do is do the same mm -hmm. thing. We tell people to give to this ministry. Okay. We believe in partnership. Uh, we believe in that. Why? Because God says that. Okay. But we don't ask you to do something that me and Kathy don't do. Like sometimes I'll come, I, I'll come and she said, Jesse, I gave $1,000 to the church. Or I gave $1,000 over here or whatever, $100 or $50, whatever. And that was fine. See, we never ask you to be a partner. I'll minister without us being a partner. Yet I heard a preacher tell me one time, he said, well, brother Jesse, I give my life. He didn't get no money. He said, I give my life. I said, well, so does everyone else that got born again. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? That's ridiculous. You see what I'm saying? Why? I said, your problem is you're tight. <laughs> That's your problem. You're just tight. You squeak when you walk. I can tell you, I can hear you coming. <laughs> you need some oil, the oil of the Holy Ghost. You see what I'm saying? So we, that's what we do here. We've heard me say this, since I'm talking a little bit about finance, that I've asked the Lord for every dollar given to our ministry to give us a soul into the kingdom. Look at me. Look at me. I am serious about that. Look, I'm 71 years old, okay? I feel like a million bucks. I, uh, I feel the same as I was when I was 35. I am not lying. 
that I have not had any hindrances in my body in any way, shape, or form. Now, uh, I don't eat perfect by no means. Uh, you know, I, I'm a Cajun. You know, we like stuff that probably not good for you. But I exercise. I do what I'm supposed to do. It's, it didn't stop my hair from going white. I don't really care if my hair is white. I don't care if I lost the hair. What are you, you going to do? Well, they got a guy named Bosley in Houston. You can fix that. You see what I'm saying? At least that's what they say anyway. <laughs> it didn't make any difference. You see, in other words, I just determined that I would live the way the Lord said. If he said by his stripes we were healed, I'm going to accept that when something tries to attach itself to me. Mm-hmm. Now, why should when something tries? I quote scripture out loud to myself. Jesus took my infirmity. Jesus bore my sickness. By Jesus' stripes, I am healed. What am I doing? This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. I'm just using what he gave me. Right. Just that simple. Now, there are a bunch of testimonies, and I want to read one. I'm going to just, I hadn't even looked at these. I'm going to pull one out real quick. And I just want to read it. This is from April. April. I was watching I was watching on YouTube, but I just came right over to my Facebook and added you to my page. Now, I don't understand how they do that, but they do that. (laughs) I'm bringing in my new year with Jesus, you, and Kathy. This is all party I need. This is all the party I need. Happy New Year, y'all. Now, that's got to be a Southern girl. Probably. Here's one from Gina. Please continue the boardroom chats this year. I've been so blessed by them and love them. Thank you for everything. By listening to your messages and chats, I have grown so much. Looking forward to the new year. Now, why did they write that? We gave them hope. Mm-hmm. We gave them victory. Everybody can do that. You don't have to be a preacher to do that. You know, people say, boy, I'm having a rough day. Well, I'll tell you what, let's just change it now. Let me be a blessing. Can I buy you lunch? <laughs> You say things of that nature. You see what right, I'm saying? Right. So if you got something to say, go ahead and say it. I don't want to hold you off. No, go ahead. I'm doing okay. it. You're kind of quiet this morning. Well, I was, you need a little it's joy. hard to get in there sometimes. Well, jump in there. Well, you do it every time when and you And you read to. the testimonies that I was ready to read. Anyway, oh. I've got another one right <laughs> oh, here. I read her testimonies. <laughs> sometimes a man got to do what a man got to do. They get so many great testimonies. Well, I hope sure. you're sharing this also with someone that's watching. <laughs> he doesn't understand that I'm full either. of joy, people. <laughs> I've been drinking the holy wine. <laughs> That's the scripture. Praise God. You know, sometimes people are not in joy because they've made the mistake of taking on the care of the world. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about this a while ago while you were talking, but I didn't want to interrupt you the way you always interrupt me. You interrupt me all the time. God's sake. Sometimes I tell them, don't interrupt me while I'm interrupting you. That's right. right. But it's the sad (laughs) truth is that so many times people, uh, they take on the care of the world. You know, things don't quite come out the way they're expecting, so they carry the care of it. And that's that heaviness that you were talking about in the beginning. But we need to shake that thing off. Well, care is a form of pride. That's what you've often you said. You're saying God can't handle the business, so you going to worry about it? Uh-uh. No, no. Listen, if I can't fix something, Kathy can. <laughs> God can. God <laughs> and then she says, God can. So a lot of times, one time, you t- remember you told me when I was believing God, uh, uh, that, that uh, storehouse lane, the building. Yeah. Uh, I, and the Lord gave Kathy one of the greatest statements I think he's ever given anybody. And I told her, I said, go find, go find us a building. This is many years, what, 1990, I think? Yeah, see, we, since we began the ministry, yeah. uh, we've always had 
projects, and Jesse's often said, we are going to do that. Yeah. And, and over the years, I found out my name is we. Yeah, yeah, and so right. I'm, you got to keep them busy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I had the assignment to just scout out the land, basically. Scout out the land. And then look around and find property, and, and that's but what... But tell the people what the Lord gave you, that statement about that building. Well, I was looking around, and I was frustrated sometimes because I looked for things, and I couldn't find anything that looked... Because taking care on well, I couldn't find something yeah. that looked that like it was in our budget right? or it looked like it was appropriate. And then finally, I came by this one property that looked like it was way out of our budget, but I had the peace of God in it. But Amen. before that point, I was getting frustrated and, and the Lord gave me a word or of encouragement that said, Kathy, I have it hidden the building from you. I've hidden it for you. And the moment I heard that, I knew that I had just a piece of God came at that. Cast the care of finding that building. How did you hear it? How did you hear it? I heard it in my heart. Hallelujah. Glory and so, God. and I knew it was God giving me encouragement that I needed to 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 keep on moving forward, even though I didn't see it in the natural. But I just kept doing what I knew to do. I, uh, whenever right. I would coming back from work or at the office, I would drive a different way home, or I'd look around and just right. be led by the spirit where to go. And then I went down this little street, which is the street I oh, normally wouldn't go lane. down, <laughs> because it's a cul-de-sac. You don't. It's not yeah, a through you street. You just go in, it's turn around, come back out. And I went on that street, and at the very end of that street was a two-story building, and the. And I knew in my heart that that was the building, yeah. and it had a for sale sign. So I remember uh, bringing you to the building and showing it to you. And I had we had a budget that we had thought oh, in yeah. our heart that we felt like this is the amount we could afford. Yes. This is the amount that we felt God was no, allowing not us we to could spend. That's what we felt the Lord wanted us to pay. Well, because we had a commitment to not go in debt, right. and that we was early in, in our ministry. I think we were, with two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. We were thinking about would right. be the, the amount if you remember. Back then, that was a whole ton of money. It still is. Oh, definitely. But not today we didn't to the have the, a buffer. We were de month to month, right. and we were working, and mm -hmm. we had a small staff at that time. Right. Seven. I don't know, maybe seven people. Yeah. <laughs> Two of them was us. We so all we had wore five. lots. <laughs> we all wore lots of hats. Amen. Lots Hallelujah. of things. We did. I did a lot of things in this ministry over the years. Well, I, I don't want to interrupt you on that. It was one of yeah, the most <laughs> it was one of the most wonderful things. Now watch this, and I'm saying I want to. I want to build. I was tired of leasing. I, yeah. want, I like to own something. To you know, I wanted to go from owing to owning. I preached right. a sermon on that many years right. ago. Okay, so watch this. And then when I saw it, I thought, I knew I was looking at a million dollar or a million, $1.3 million building. Mm -hmm. I knew I was because I know the price of things. And Kathy says, uh, wouldn't that be something we could get this for $250,000? And he laughed at I me. laughed at I was like Sarah. You know. <laughs> and God said, did you really laugh? No, I didn't laugh. Yes, <laughs> you did laugh. <laughs> and I thought, she, I said, Kathy, the, the first floor. He says, you can't even buy the first floor for that. You can't, you know. See, you see what I'm saying? And I, I didn't get depressed, but, I, but I, see, my eyes are telling me what I can't do, but her heart's telling her what we can do. Yeah. And that's God speaking out of a heart. I said, okay, I'll set myself in agreement with it, blah, blah, and, this and that. But when you said that, you said, Kathy, we can't, that, that, you're, that's not going to work. You yeah, you I said, oh, I, had I, the doubts. I, 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 I thought, well, oh, man, this was big. This is way back when, boy. You weren't sure if that was the one, So, but you said, well, let's pray about it. So I said, well, let's yeah. pray about it. And, and you know, because sometimes you walk along in life, you're, you're looking at one thing and you think this may be what God wants, but, but you really shouldn't act on that unless you've taken the well, time to pray before you give and your opinion. seek God about it. Yeah, before you give your opinion on something, you ought to pray about it. Of course. And so we did. That's why I said, well, Jesse, let's pray about it. And then I said, no. then, then we prayed and I said, can I at least approach the real estate people yes. and, and make them an offer? And he said, yeah, you I can. I wanted to make them an offer. They couldn't refuse. <laughs> I made them an offer. And they, I really went low. I mean, this Ooh, building at no. the time was, was being offered, I think, for 
half of what we could, for oh, twice yeah. as much as what we felt we could yes, pay. Yes, they, they uh, it was doing that, uh, what they call that, that the SNL debacle stuff. Yeah, savings and loan had, uh, had, had, organization kind of went yeah, back belly flopped or yeah, whatever they call it. I got to say this, so this is amazing. So she offered them $250,000. And of course, you know, people. They say the well, same I didn't thing. start there. No, no, no. I went, I mean, I, I undercut lower than that. Oh, and then did. they came back. We went back and forth like okay. two or three times. Now, watch this. Finally, she says, Jesse, I believe if we don't grab this building, we're going to lose it. Mm -hmm. Now, guess what Kathy said? You go in there and pray about that. Now, I know the voice of God. You understand what I'm saying? I know, not believe. Listen to me. I know the voice of God. I go in there and I said, Lord, what about this building? Is this our building? And should we pay this? He said, exact words, which blew Kathy's socks off. You can pay 250, but I'm gonna pay 240. I said, I got it. Did I understand that? No. No, and he came out of the prayer wait, room wait, wait, and he told me the uh, interrupting you. He told me I was part of the story, so <laughs> I, I can't. Wait, I'm gonna let you do it. I thought it was my story. I know it is your story. So I said, I said, Kathy, <laughs> the Lord said we can pay 250, but he's gonna pay 240. What did you say? And then I said, go back in that room and pray. You, 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 say it like you I said. need to hear. You said, get your butt back in there. <laughs> I don't remember saying that. Gordon, you done lost your mind. How can I you offer an 250 and God's going to pay 240 I didn't know. See, I didn't need to know. All I knew, I heard the voice of the Lord. Kathy offered 250 Yeah, this. because I felt like if I'd offered them 240 they would have bolted. They would have bolted. I said they wouldn't Guess have taken what? it. They took it. They took it. What we didn't know. Now, this is God's money. We took a claim of it. We, pa we passed the sale on it, like they say. But there were some doctors. There were two doctors in the building. And, of course, I had the job to evict them. So I went <laughs> And she's them. good at evicting. Let me just say that. Well, she's evicted no. me a lot of times. We time. needed the. Go. We bought the. <laughs> Be nice. Go. We bought the. We, we had went to active sale. And these people that were in the building, I, had to, I went to the dentist, I remember. And I told him, you need to uh, vacate the building uh, because we need to start renovations and because this was building a was and a, a dentist and a gynecologist were in this building. This building was two story and it was divided into three, six different suites, right. three at the bottom, three at the top. It was and, a medical. And two thing. of the suites at that point were, or had uh, renters in it, right. doctors. And you know, a lot of people buy property like this and keep the renters in there because they wanted to produce income. We didn't but that, that wasn't what we wanted. We felt like God wanted us to renovate the whole building. Now here was, I think the building was about 11,000 square feet. Right. And we only had like seven employees. We really didn't need it right there, but we were looking ahead. We had a big vision. And, and, we and knew two of was us. This is what God wanted us to do. And so I remember I told the, the dentist that he needed to vacate, and he was upset. He says, I need time to, to get out. Uh, he says, well, he, I said, well, you have a month. You had a month to get in. Yeah. I said, yeah, you, uh, you'll just need to get out. So he was yeah, we not happy. Yeah, not happy, and so he was wondering about what we paid for the building. He says because he made an offer to them for yes. what was it, four hundred and fifty, almost five hundred thousand dollars, four ninety five. And they had de declined his offer back then. Right, but the reason is, see, when SNL was under SNL property, when they went bankrupt, they never went back and renegotiated the contract. So that offer was null and void. Took two fifty. Here's the thing: we get that, and we bought it at the end of the year. These two, this one doctor that gone to college, he had a lease to the end of the year. Uh, we had to honor his lease. Sure, so we purchased it in September, and so through the end and of that. And how much did he pay us? So I didn't realize it till at the end of the year. When, and how when much I was, did he pay us? 
Well, I was going to tell you the okay. little bit of the story. I was doing the banking because I wore that hat at that time. And how much did he pay I was us? The accounting department as well as the, the <laughs> other right. departments. And how much did he pay us? Ten thousand dollars. And how much? Ten thousand from two fifty is what? $240,000. God paid $240,000. <laughs> is that a miracle? Of, I had to get to That's why I was pushing to get to the end of it. Man. Let's go. You See, know, for somebody who makes so many short stories long, you have a nerve to tell me to get to the end of it. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> He's well, always yeah. saying, See, she's picking up my hat, but she was short. making the story long. <laughs> One time I and told him, can much? you really do that? <laughs> can you no. really? Watch that. He makes long, short stories long. Right. My point <laughs> is I couldn't figure out how I could pay 250 and God paid 240 when I'm using God's money. And we didn't even connect to the fact that this this uh, doctor would be paying us no, rent it, for the next Because we were so excited that we could even yeah, get so a bill. Yeah, so we did start renovations. It was over a million dollar bill. We just started all the way around him. We started tearing down. We were hammering nails and doing things that whole oh. five, four or five So months. watch this. They got everybody out. We went in there. And we totally knocked out every partition one and made that one huge building. And we put $60,000, I think, in renovations. That's right. So we had $310,000 in the whole in building. In that property eventually, yes. Yeah. And then we sold it for over 600000 I think when that's we left. good. <laughs> this makes me feel good. Well, we moved. <laughs> See, yeah. that is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. My faith first, when I first heard God say, you can pay two fifty, and I'll pay two forty. dollars I thought, man, I, wait a minute, I... I, I that, that's confusing. I, I, but I knew his voice. So that's when I went to tell Kathy. So she said, now you go back and get your butt back in there and read, man, you can, you, God don't do it like that. Well, you see, even though I, and I watched it, some of my doubt got on her. Because <laughs> I told her, we can't, man, you, you can't pay that. That bill is worth just that the first floor is worth more yeah, than that. I don't know if it was now, so when much I go tell her God says, she goes, get your you butt back in there. <laughs> you, know, you see, sometimes we go through those things. But you know what? Even in the midst of that, because both of us loved God, we both believed that he lives in us, we obeyed, and God did a marvelous work there. And I don't know how many people were touched when we were in that building. And if, you know, I'll tell you what, you know who has that? who's in that building today? He's Warrior Notes. Kevin Zadai and Kathy Zadai. Yeah. yeah, he's one of my spiritual sons and daughters, uh, Kevin and Kathy. And he said, man, they, this place is permeated with the anointing of God. And he was looking for an office, and, uh, and he, when he walked in, he sensed something. I said, I'll tell you what, man. I said, the anointing of God's on that building. It was just such a blessing. Because we simply believed something that made no legal sense, made no common sense, when God said, I'll pay, you can pay 250 but I'll pay 240 has God ever spoken some kind of way, shape, or form like that to you? And you're going, whoa. You know, if you just obey him. And let me go again. For whosoever is born of God, that you overcometh, not becometh. See, Satan was trying to get us to become instead of overcome. And then the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world. Mm -hmm. Even our faith. That's right. So that's what I'm talking about, see? That's what God wants you to do. So lift yourself up. Listen, I don't like what I see in our country. Don't misunderstand me. I don't like it at all, but I have overcome that. Mm -hmm. And like a, a preacher told me not long ago, he said, my God, man, if they raise tax, we're going to pay more taxes. And I said, well, then we'll make more money. He goes, oh, yeah, oh. <laughs> he, never, he never thought, he didn't think he could make more money. Well, yeah. You know, if you just let God do what he wants to do. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So when you understand, and these great revelations of faith come from people 
who, if they would have listened and looked at where they were, they wouldn't have wrote one letter. Paul would have never wrote, he's in jail. He's on an Isle of Patmos. They're boiling him in oil. All kinds of crazy things going on. But that didn't change them. Why? Because they didn't become something. They overcame something. Right. I always think that people, we really need to have an eternal perspective. Amen. Even when th bad things happen, we have to look, you know, even if people pass away, you know, there are people that have, we've known. Oh, it's terrible. That have died oh, through yes. this whole COVID thing. Right, and, yeah. And, and why did they? You know, people say, well, you know, what, well, wait, wait, how come some people, wait a minute, you know, I heard this, now I don't know if this is true, I'm going to just say it, that this person wanted the same stuff that President Trump got and the doctor would not prescribe it. Hmm. And it was called hydroxychloroquine with z -Pak, but everything, they didn't think that they didn't want that, it was only $40, and the doctor didn't, and that person died. Yet the next person demanded, I don't know, maybe from another doctor, and they did it, and they lived. Now, I'm not accusing the doctor. I don't know. I'm not a medical doctor. You see what I'm saying? But I mean, he is the doctor, but if you're wanting something, and it's and a lot of doctors prove that that, was, that works very well, and all the other things, and you, you see, I have a hard time believing, I'm going to be honest, I have a hard time believing the CDC, because if you first remember, including the Surgeon General of the United States, said you don't have to wear a mask. I don't have a problem with people wearing masks. Now you have to wear a mask. Now you've got to be six foot apart. They got this and that. When is something going to work? You see, because everything, we got to cover it, boom, and it comes back. Oh, my God. And watch this. The devil tries to destroy Easter, Christmas, New Year's, and down here in Louisiana, Mardi Gras, whatever you want to do. And I even heard one crazy politician say, protesting doesn't spread the virus. <laughs> well, if that's the truth, then Mardi Gras doesn't spread the virus because that's crowds of people. Look, people are people. You're, you're always emitting something off of you somewhere, some way, shape, or form. But you as a Christian, mm -hmm. you have the armor of God on you. That's right. Think about that. And you're an overcomer, not right. a becomer. I can't get over that. And this is the victory. That's why I talk so much about faith. Out of faith, out of faith comes my vision. Oh, I love vision. Because if you're not talking about your vision, your vision is talking about you. Mm -hmm. And I just sense up my spirit right now. You need to be a part of this vision. Why? So this anointing of increase, look at me. It's on me. It is majorly on me and on my ministry. Get involved in that kind of thing. I'm telling you. See what I'm saying? Don't, don't you like it when you're around people that are happy? I mean, do you enjoy being around people that are sad? Sad, sick, disgusted, busted, always talking this and that, bad this and all that kind of stuff? No. You want to be around people that say, the word of God says, therefore I believe, therefore I receive. Mm -hmm. That's, That's pretty so simple. True. You got another testimony? Oh, yeah. There are a lot of great ones. And okay. this, they're coming from everywhere. And I know that you're, many are watching today. From This is from Ecuador, Kenya, Guatemala, Germany, Kator, Dubai, Romania, Dubai. England. And this one from uh, India says, Happy New Year from India. 2020 has been awesome. I saw my grandma saved and my best <laughs> friend saved. The day before I went to witness to her, I saw a JDM Facebook post that said, don't give up on your lost loved ones. Hallelujah. It was a word, and that word encouraged them to not give up. And because well, of that, there were families been saved. I'm going to say something very radical, super radical. All these people that have died of the COVID, that's a terrible thing, or heart trouble, or I don't know. I'm amazed that no one's died of the flu lately. Mm -hmm. Hear anything about that? 
Now, maybe some people died of the flu, and they just said they're going to just name it as COVID. Now, we got to develop our faith, and I, and I don't believe the body, some, maybe some people are, maybe not. Somebody's uh, faith is not developed yet, but see, the faith can get highly developed. Just because somebody died doesn't mean it's over. True. Jesus said, go do the work that I do, and greater than these shall he do, because I go to my Father. Did Jesus raise the dead? How? Jesus said, we can't. Well, can you, Bridget? Well, some people said, I have. I, I never went to a tomb and had somebody come out of it, but some people said they were dead, and I prayed. And, now, you know, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a medical doctor. I, I can't say yes. You know, some people say that, yeah. No, but I'll tell you this much. That's available. How do you do that? By developing yourself. By Faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Why does somebody get healed and some people don't? Well, some heard and some hear. Faith don't come by heard. Faith come by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. The minute you birth a baby, watch this. If you could just look at the cellular structure of it. I mean, the minute it is birth, if you could measure it's never the same size. It's constantly. It's growing. You don't notice it till a month later, two months later. But the minute that baby is birth. Oh, even before it's the, birth, it's before still. It's developing. It's growing, see? Mm -hmm. But that's what your faith should yeah, it's do. it's on a cellular level. That's it. My God. Mm -hmm. So this is the victory to overcome the world. So um, get in front of a mirror if you got to and say, you know, that this year, 2021, is my year. And if you're, if you're a political person and you're flat freaking out and all this kind of stuff, hallelujah. You know, Bible said, uh, uh, obey those who are, have authority over you. But I also believe in something called civil disobedience. Jesus did that too. Mm -hmm. Now, if you know something, people say, why don't you get involved politically, Brother Jesse? You really want to know the truth about that? I had one guy say, you ought to run for office. You know what I'm saying? And I've had senators say, well, ask me for ideas. I'm not bragging on that. Let me tell you why. Jesus didn't mess with Rome neither. I just, the, I, I, I be you therefore imitators of God. I'm going to imitate him. He only say, say what my father says and I only do what my father says to do. What Jesse the Planet does, I only say what, what God says and I only do what God says for me to do. I imitate him. Be you therefore imitators of God as dear children. That's Ephesians 5 verse 1. You ought to go read it. It'll bless you. The old King James says followers. Well, then that's the same thing. So that's why I do what I do. Now, some people, I believe, are called to run for office. I, don't, I believe God puts people in office. Up. But, you know, uh, I've had a lot of politicians. Boy, you ought to do this. You ought to do that. Well, I know what I ought to do, and I'm doing it, see? And that's increasing my faith every day. I remember when I first started believing in prosperity, uh, my harvests were not that big, but they were bigger than what I did before because I didn't have any. Hmm. You see, and now they're huge. Ooh, how many of you want your harvests? Well, the first thing you do is sow a seed. Now, people get mad about that. Well, then, don't sow the seed and starve to death. See, if the farmer doesn't sow the seed, he don't get a harvest. <laughs> I mean, you know, two plus two is four. It's not nine. It's not one. It's four. You see what I'm saying? So you operate in that. Mm -hmm. And when you understand that, God's word will greatly bless you. So lift yourself up by the bootstraps, like they say, and have the joy of the Lord. You have anything else more to say, I have Catherine? another testimony. Okay. Really going along with what you're saying. This is okay. from Margarita. 
And she says, I'm expecting the miraculous and believing for oh the impossible. Oh I'm expecting for recompense for all that was lost and stolen. I'm expecting increase in my word intake and my finances. My God. Mm -hmm. I mean, she, she's, she's talking about my uh, That's right. 2020 theme, great expectation gets great results. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm telling you something. We had a phenomenal year. And this year we have a great a theme that the Lord has given us. Yes. Why don't you just my newest theme is is this, what shall I do for thee? Mm -hmm. That's in the book of 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 2, where Elisha talks to the widow woman, mm -hmm. and he says, what shall I do for thee? And I've read that many times, been preaching on that, but I never saw that like that. And the Lord said, that's the theme that I'm going to give you for your partners and people that watch you. He said, I can't do nothing unless you ask me. Right. So ask. Right. I would love, and I mean it, I wish all of you would get our partner letter. All right, because I'm going to write 12 different letters on what shall I do for thee and use examples in the scriptures mm -hmm. to uh, show you that. And I'm going to use an example and I'm going to preach it, I believe, uh, this Sunday coming, I think. Yes, that's right. Watch this. I have one daughter and one granddaughter, Jody. I'm always asking, hey, Jody, I'm her father, okay? I'm El Shaddad. <laughs> Say it like that. I said, Jody, what, uh, you want something? Well, what can I do for you, Jody? She goes, nothing, Dad. You've done, you done a lot of things. No, no, no. I keep pushing. What, what, what shall I do for you? I'm asking her to ask me something. I, I, I want to be a blessing. It could be spiritual. It could be physical. It could be financial. I don't care. I just want to do that. Do you know how much more the Heavenly Father is saying, ask me something? But mm -hmm. see, the church was saying, I don't ask too much because you don't want to be greedy. Mm -hmm. Look, you know greed when you see it, and you're not that kind of person to start with. You see, you're, you're, you're developing your faith. Bible said, asking you shall receive. Yeah. I said, knocking you shall be, be open. And that would do something. Yeah, see. That's what I'm and talking you about. Shall find this lady that you just read, she's going to get that, son. That's right. Spiritually, physically, and financially. I'll tell you what I'm going to get. I'm going to double. Amen. I thought the Lord said, well, what shall I do for you, Jesse? I said, I want to double this ministry. I want to double it spiritually. I want to double it physically. I want to double it financially. He said, what do you want me to do for you? I said, I'm going to double everything I got myself. Because you see, everything I accumulate on this earth, I'm not taking any of it when I go to heaven. Right. It's going to be for somebody else. Isn't that a blessing? Think about that. And that's God's word. So today, I'm going to read the scripture again. For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our right. faith. Until next time, this is Jesse and Catherine Planis. And you ought to listen to this again. Bless God. And your and faith will rise. Somebody. It will rise. Yeah. And it will give you what you believe in for. Until next time, we love you. We'll see you soon. God bless you. Bye-bye.